Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm David Novak, and I'm here with Kula Callahan. Kula, how are you doing today? I'm so great, David. It's always a treat to get to chat with you on these episodes. In today's Three More Questions episode, we're diving deeper into your conversation with Kelly Coffey, the CEO of City National Bank. She's one great leader. I, I really, really like talking to her. It was a fantastic episode. She's so sharp. And part of how she stays on top of it is because she's so focused on getting feedback really in every area of her business and her leadership. You know, as a woman coming up in business, I'm so inspired by the way Kelly leads. And this episode gave me a lot of confidence to tackle the hard things and get input from the right people along the way. And with that, I think we can roll right into today's questions and the episode of Three More Questions. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Let's go. Question number one. There's one line that Kelly said in the interview that really stuck with me. She talked about the importance of keeping a big company small. How important do you think that is, David? I think it's so important because you know what? Big companies often become bureaucratic, really slow, you just don't move as fast as you did when you were a smaller company. So I I think it's really important to look for ways to keep a big company small in the way how you act and get things done. Now, Kelly does this in a number of ways. Number one, she's approachable. I always try to be approachable too. You want to be somebody that people see as basically a, a normal person that happens to be in a big job. And Kelly really makes that happen. The other thing that she does is she looks for ways to talk to people. I love her podcast. She's got that podcast where she, you know, lets people hear how she's thinking about the business. That's a great thing that leaders are doing these days. You know, when I was the CEO of Yum, I traveled a lot and I had a blog. I did a blog wherever I went. Literally, I do it real time as I was going from stores and taking a look at a market in India. I'd be taking pictures and interviewing people. And I would write down what I was seeing and and showing people what I was seeing. And everybody couldn't wait for my trips because it was sort of like, where's Waldo? Okay, where's (laughs) David? Okay, he's in India. Look what he's seeing there. But I wanted to have people see what I was seeing. And even though we were a big global company, It really made the company feel small when I took the time to really write that blog and send them pictures. The other thing that I did is I sent out handwritten notes to the whole organization. I didn't send out emails. I'd send it out in my own cursive to make people feel that I was human, just like everybody else in the company, which is obviously the case. And from a real process and discipline standpoint, I hated bureaucracy. And so we tried to have this mentality of wiping out bureaucracy wherever we could get it so that that wouldn't get in the way of how we treated our people and just as importantly, if not more, our customers. David, this all sounds really great, but at one point in your career, you had 1.5 million employees at Yum! Brands. How in the world did you avoid bureaucracy then? I'm not saying we didn't have it, okay? I'm just saying we tried like hell to get rid of it. And, you know, when you saw it, you pointed it out and you literally shouted from the rooftops that, hey, we can't do this in this company. We can't be agile. We can't be fast if we put people through these kind of hoops to get things done. I feel like if you told 1.5 million employees anywhere that we hate bureaucracy and we're going to do our damnedest to avoid it, everybody would get up and cheer. I mean, nobody likes that stuff anyway. So I love that that was such a focus for you as you grew Yum! Brands. 
Let's go into question number two. You asked Kelly about how she goes about creating a diverse team. Of course, diversity on any team is important. And when you ran Yum Brands, you worked with leaders all over the world from different backgrounds, cultures, and ethnicities. I'm so curious, what was your biggest takeaway or your biggest learning from getting to work with so many different types of people? Well, first of all, you know, I'm a big believer of diversity, and I always like to have on my team people with different styles and backgrounds and upbringing so that when you put everybody in your team in a blender and you blend it up, it becomes what I call a super milkshake. I always wanted to create that super milkshake. And you can't get there with just one ingredient. You got to have a number of ingredients that really make something really, really special. So I really always talked about the need to get diversity in style and approach, but also have unity in values. You want to have the unity in values so everybody's tackling things in a similar fashion, has the same belief structure. But boy, you need to get the people who have different experiences that they can bring to the party to make things go. And you know what? This worked all around the world. Where we had the most diverse teams, where we had men, women, people of color on the team, getting those diverse perspectives, that's where we always had our best businesses. You know, I never really thought about that, having diversity and thought, but unity and values. That's such a helpful guiding principle for anyone trying to lead and grow a team. You know, Kula, that's why we had one culture around the world. We wanted to have the unity and values and approach the way how we went after the business. And I think it's great to have different points of views, but when it comes to how you work together, that needs to be the same all around the world. And what was really interesting is you could go to our office in Beijing and our office in Dallas, Texas, or our office in Louisville, Kentucky, and you'd get the same feeling because we had that unity and values. Absolutely. And I imagine that took a lot of work, too. It's not just something that you happen upon. Absolutely. is the reason why I made culture the number one thing I always focused on. All right, final question of today's three more questions episode. Number three, Kelly is adamant about getting feedback and input from the people around her. She does a really good job of breaking down the barrier to the CEO, which is her position, so that the people around her feel like they can really come to her with input and not be intimidated. What can you say to other leaders about how they can create an open line of communication to the boss? Well, I loved a couple of the things that Kelly does. You know, I love her tell Kelly emails, you know, not only rhymes, but it gets a lot of feedback. And I think that's the important thing there. The second thing is I loved her advice calls where she would get a group together and they talk about how they can really give their clients the very best advice. And this got input from many different corners of the company, which is outstanding as far as I'm concerned. Now, as far as the way how I approach things, I really believe that a leader, just like Kelly, has to really want to get the feedback. You got to open yourself up. You got to be vulnerable. And there are always three questions that I loved. One was, what's working? And then I'd add the next question was, what's not working? And then I had this third question, which was my favorite of all, which is, what would you do if you were me? Now, you know what? When I asked that question, you know, I'm the CEO 
So everybody said, oh, nothing, David, you're great. <laughs> then I'd ask it again. I said, now, what would you do if you were me? They, oh, David, you're really, really good. No problem. And then, then I'd ask it again. They said, well, David, you're doing a, a really good job, but you might want to think about putting more emphasis on technology. Or you may want to think about how we can get better advertising at Pizza Hut. Or, you know, you, you pick the suggestion. But the real point is that if you're the leader, you got to ask for feedback. And I learned that you had to at least ask people three times what they were thinking, or they might not really give you what you really wanted to hear, which is their input. So you really, really, really want to have that input if you want to learn better ways to grow your business. You know, David, you're so right. Listening, of course, is important, but just as important as it is to listen is acting on the feedback that you get. It really shows people that you care, like you said, and it makes all the difference in the world in terms of your feedback gathering as a leader. That's right, cool. But one thing I also want to point out is that when sometimes you listen and you don't necessarily agree that what you're hearing is something that you should do, that's when it's really important to say to people, hey, listen, I hear what you just said, but I disagree for these three reasons. And let people know that you've heard them, but you're not going to do it. But they'll at least know that you heard what they have to say. And that's really powerful. It absolutely is. That's great advice for a leader at any stage of their career. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of How Leaders Lead. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. And next week is going to be really fun on the podcast. Just in time for the NFL kickoff, we've got the head of the NFL, the commissioner, Roger Goodell, on the podcast Thursday. It's a fantastic episode and just gets me excited that football is finally back.